ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. This is the Truck Stop Guru. I am your host, Sifu John, and thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, I've been getting a lot of feedback lately, and I just want to say I am overwhelmed, and um, I, I'm gratitude to all of you who have um, sent me emails and said, hey, I want to talk about this. I love your show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You guys are absolutely fantastic. And I did have a couple of people ask me how they could help. And if you want to help me out, um, I am on Patreon. Um, it's under J Duncan Arts. This is not an advertisement, though. If you want to help out, that's great. If not, no big deal. I just really want to make sure that I put this out there so that it helps you. So if it helps you and, you know, you want to return the favor, by all means, we could use the old fashioned red envelope. That's what the old Kung Fu teachers used to do. I still teach some classes that way as well, where they would leave the envelope out and whatever the student could put it in the envelope, they would. And this was a way um, that wealthy students and poor students could both get the same training without having a, a you know, a level of favoritism. Because, well, I'm, well, this guy paid me, you know, 35 silver talents. Uh, that guy can only come up with three coppers. So screw him. No, it doesn't go that way. Everybody gets the same level of love and treatment, respect. And that was why they used to do it that way. So I still teach uh, my, some of my classes that way. Um, I would never, never turn anyone away um, just because, you know, they felt they didn't have enough to pay me uh, because that's not what this is about. This isn't about an exchange of energy. And what I want to talk about today is an exchange of energy. I want to go ahead and um, go over a few different things and maybe we'll go through a quick little uh, guided meditation if you guys are up for that, because I've, I've had a lot of things going on uh, that um, people have been coming to me saying, I'm stuck at this point, or I need uh, more clarification on, on this kind of thing. So I just kind of want to, want to touch on a couple of points and, um, and see if that, um, helps get you guys back on track. Now, if you're, if you're new here and you haven't heard any of this kind of stuff, I'm not going to just throw it at you out of, out of left field. I'll, I'll give you a little bit of a, a breakdown, but basically it goes like this. We know um, the universe itself that we live in is one that we create. Okay. We are all connected. We are all united by one energy. Okay. We are all source energy. We are basically God who's come here to experience our creation. Now I know to some people that's a kind of a blasphemous kind of thing, I guess, to say, uh, you know, to, to think of yourself as being in equal to the creator. But the truth is, if that's what's going on in your head, that's the ego talking. Okay. The ego is a beautiful, wonderful tool. And the very reason it was created by God, by us, by I, I don't know how you'd want to, <laughs> we need pronoun help. What do you call a deity? I don't know. I don't know how that goes, but I'm sure somebody will come up with one nowadays. But um, the ego was created basically to help us stay within this framework of this reality, of this third dimensional matrix reality, whatever you want to call it. Um, a lot of people have said that this is a holographic matrix reality. And that's, that's very much what science tells us. What It's not pseudoscience. It's quantum physics and real science. This is what they're coming to. Now, this is not something that we didn't know. This was something that was postulated back in the late 1800s. And there were experiments that were done to try and prove that everything was connected by a gigantic field of energy. 
unfortunately, uh, the the uh, instruments that they were using at the time were not quite sensitive enough to detect any subtle changes within the vibration and things like that. But, you know, within the last 10 years, we have had quantum physics uh, experiments that have actually proved that everything exists in what we call superposition. And that means that everything exists everywhere at all times in a quantum flux state. And it only coalesces down into a real, what we would call solid, which isn't really solid, but we would call it that reality. It only coalesces down when there is an in introduction of intention or thought. Okay, now that sounds like the greatest of science fiction, but it really is one of these things where uh, art imitates life. And why do you think simulation games are so popular? Right. The Sims has been around for about 25 years or something like that. I don't even know how long it's been around. It's been around forever. Why is it popular? Why are the RPG games popular? Why are all those things, you know, something that resonate with everybody? Right. We all feel that. We all go, yeah, that's cool. I want to do that. Like Skyrim has been around for, you know, what, 11 years, 12 years, whatever it is. It's been a long time since that thing's been around. Now, I know people keep adding to it and changing it and, you know, um, creating different stuff and changing the textures and making it look better. But again, it's just a matter of that that's a simulation that you're going into. And when people go into a simulation, um, it mimics and mirrors what we're doing here. OK, that's why I was bringing this stuff up. Just not, I'm not trying to not trying to mislead you or confuse you. Um, but the universe itself the real world reality that we live in is basically a, a hologram. Now, what's exciting about that is that it's a hologram projection that you are creating. Yes, we live in an overlapping um, reality, third dimensional time space frequency. And that's kind of like a baseline frequency that we use and everybody kind of tunes into that and we are all we look like we're separate within that reality but we're not we're still connected through energy now within the third dimensional reality we are separated through what we call time and space but we now know again through quantum physics and quantum science in the last 15 years or so that empty space is not empty that it's an energy, it's a vibration, we've string theory, we've got, you know, they, they keep trying to come up with ways to explain it. But the more you want to explain it, the more you're just going to um, come up with a spiritual answer. And the spiritual answer is everything is one. And this is something that gurus and shamans and temple priests have been telling us this. They've been telling us this for centuries, okay? We don't even know how old our culture is. Okay, we do know that we go back at least, you know, to the last ice age. Um, but since modern humans have existed on this planet far longer than 12,000 years ago, far longer, you know, we keep finding stuff that pushes it back, pushes it back, pushes it back. I think the latest science is somewhere around 250 to 300,000 years, but there's also evidence that it might be closer to 500,000 years. It might be longer than that. We don't really know, and it doesn't really matter. What we need to know is that this 
society, this reality that we have, has been created over and over and over and over and over again. And the wisdom of understanding what the reality really is was definitely easier um, to grasp when we were more of an agrarian society, when we were more attuned with the earth, when we were more hunter-gatherer, when we were more just worshiping the things that we didn't understand as gods and things like that. There was more of a, a sacred connection. Now, obviously, that's, again, a lower level of vibration, and that's not where you want to be, and you have to, the game is to progress through. And the, the whole point of this whole existence, the whole point of this game that we're playing, again, because we are the creator of it, is to challenge ourselves to see if we can be smart enough to figure out what's really going on. And then if you can figure that out, there's a level of it where you get to play with it. Okay. Then you can progress on further and you can reunite with the creator, but there's still a level where you get to play. Okay. And that's why we come here. We come here to play. Now, most people would say, well, my life sucks. I'm not happy. Yeah. <laughs> and of course they want to say, well, I didn't choose this disease. I didn't, you know, pick this accident. I didn't choose to get fired. I didn't choose to get divorced or married. Um, <laughs> whatever the situation is, right? Health, finance, romance, personal problems, whatever it is you got going on in your life. Guess what? It's all the same thing. It's all still energy. Okay. And Forgive me if it sounds like I'm kind of rambling, but the, the whole thing is when I do these, I don't actually have scripts. I'm just kind of doing a, you know, I'm, I'm letting it flow and I'm just kind of, I have a central idea and I'm trying to uh, get it out as coherent as possible. So it will weave around a little bit. But the idea is this, um, this energy that we have, this, this life that we have has a lot of different stages or ways that you can work with it. And if you are awareness, if you are aware enough to start looking for answers, if you are aware enough and tired enough to say, I'm tired of my life sucking, right? I'm tired of working crap jobs and never making any money. I'm tired of being in a miserable relationship where I have to flinch every time the other person walks into the room. Well, you're going to have to, you know, own up to the fact that you created all that. And this is you where the screaming usually starts. Because, of course, that's ego. And ego says, oh, this is not my fault. Everything outside of me is, 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 is what happened. And no, that's not the answer. The true answer is everything outside of you is not outside of you. It's inside of you. The only thing you see is a reflection. Okay? Because nothing outside of you is real. Again, we said it's a hologram. It's a holographic projection. Where is it being projected from? Hmm. That's a question. Because if it's being projected from the heart, it's going to be really nice. If it's being projected from the mind and the ego has control of the mind, might not be a pretty thing. So, first of all, we have to accept the fact that this is the reality that we live in. Okay, and that's why I went into this big, long thing. I was trying to explain the framework of it. The framework of it is that we live in a holographic universe. But the beautiful thing is you can control it. And I know this for a fact because we do it. We do it all the time. And we tend to say, that's not it. I, 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 I wouldn't have done this to myself. But if you step back and you really 
really listen to the things that you say on a constant basis, you'd see that that is the energy you're putting out. Okay. I literally just had a conversation with a friend of mine and she was talking about, about her, 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 um, money in the bank, right? Her financial situation. She, she had pulled up the bank. We're at lunch. She pulls up a bank app and she goes, well, I thought there'd be more. (laughs) And I just had to laugh. I said, what are you laughing at? I said, well, that's, that's not the energy you put out. Because every time I talk to you, you're complaining about how little money you have. You're complaining about how you can't make enough, you can't pay this, and you can't pay that. So that means to me that you're telling the universe that you want to expect nothing in the bank. And then she looks at the bank app and she says, well, I would expect that there would be more. Well, how could you expect there to be more if you're telling the universe to make sure there's nothing in the bank? This is the responsibility we're talking about, okay? You have the ability to respond. That's what responsibility means. It's the ability to respond. Well, beautiful thing is you always have this ability. The kicker is the old saying, if you believe you can or you believe you can't, you are correct. Okay, that just tells you right there. You're the one who creates it. Good, bad, or evil doesn't make a difference because guess what? It doesn't exist. There is no good or bad. It's just energy. And for somebody who has a miserable life and they go through their entire life and they're miserable, they're homeless, they're disease, and they die, then everybody says, oh, my God, what a shame. No. It was an experience. It was still a valid, beautiful, wonderful experience, even though the person doing that experience had a miserable time. When they reconnect to source energy, they're going to see, oh, okay, that was a miserable experience. I don't have to do that one again. Cool. Let's do another one. And you pick, hopefully you pick something better. Um, Now, that's what happens when we get back to source energy. We get the opportunity to choose to come back and reincarnate and do something slightly different work on the lessons that we're working on or whatever. But if you are aware enough right now, to say, let me step back and dare to believe that I have the ability to alter what I'm doing, then that's waking up and that's making that connection with the source energy. That's getting to the point where you are um, where you are aware and it's, it's, um, it's like lucid dreaming if you want to think of it that way. And the Aboriginal people of, of uh, Australia would say that this is the dream time. And when you're dreaming, that's when you're awake and you're in the real world. But when you're awake in the real world, you're asleep. <laughs> and I know, again, Zen, it's backwards. Um, but this is why I teach the internal arts of Tai Chi, Xing Yi, Bagua. Tai Chi, for me, is the one thing that gives you an instant energy feedback and it'll tell you if you're lining up with your source energy or not. And I know that doesn't sound like it makes sense if you don't know anything about Tai Chi, but uh, what it is is when you're doing a, what we call push hands and that's kind of our partner drill. It's uh, kind of a um, not sparring, but it's, it's a, it's a way to test your energy levels of where you're at. And the only way to do it correctly is to let go. 
You have to relax. You have to abandon force. And you have to focus only on the conditions of yourself, maintaining your structure. And if anything tries to change that structure, you flow with it and allow it to go away. And if you do it correctly, if somebody pushes on you, they fall down. Now, this does not pass the eye test, and it looks completely fake. And anybody that does it correctly will tell you, yes, it looks fake. And if you do it correctly, that's what it is. Because it's just about letting that energy go. But it's, this is, helps us understand everything else in our life. So if you're talking about health, you're talking about finance, you're talking about um, romance, you're talking about anything in your life that you want to change, you want a new car, you want a new house, whatever it is. You got to relax more. You have to release more. You have to trust more. And you have to let it happen. Okay. And that is really difficult for a lot of us to do. Again, there's a reason for that. The reason we play this game is because we wanted to have experiences. Omnipotence is boring. Snap your fingers and have everything you want. It'll be fun for about three minutes. After that, not so much. It's kind of boring. Okay, um, so you want to actually pay attention to this. You want to you want to get the fact that you can do that. You can snap your fingers and make whatever you want happen. But because it's not instantaneous with everything we think about on this level, that's what makes it fun. So we've heard about the law of attraction for years and we've heard about um how your thoughts become things and you can create a reality or a situation or an object or an item or a person or whatever and bring that into your life. Um, the problem that a lot of people get stuck with for the uh, law of attraction is that the law of attraction still slightly comes from a, a level of ego, if you will. Ego itself, as I said before, is a program we designed to help us stay in in the matrix to stay in this reality it teaches us we are separate it teaches us we have to fight to control and we have to panic and we have to you know worry and stress that's the ego anything that comes along those lines is ego um and you have ego will go anything about lack because ego always tells you you don't have it you have to go out and get it um the ego is always going to be about control Control freaking is absolutely the ego, okay? Um, if you guys don't know, um, there's a gentleman by the name of Aaron Abke uh, who puts a lot of free stuff up on YouTube, and he is fantastic. Go listen to him. Please subscribe to him. Um, talks about the law of one a lot, but he also came up with this uh, thing about the three things of ego, three states of ego, three desires of ego. What does ego want? And it's going to be uh, lack, and it's going to be control, and what was the other one? It's like right in between them. But the point is that the, the, the ego itself is the one that's actually controlling everything, and the ego is the one that is trying to keep you within the matrix because you created it, you told it that that's what you want it to do, okay? So we need to embrace that and understand that the ego is not evil, the ego is not a demon on the shoulder trying to trick you. It's, a, it's an overbearing Jewish mom who is just, you know, overprotecting you. It's trying to protect you from the truth because that's what you told it you wanted it to do. So the best way to get it to be quiet 
and to take that next step in your meditation levels is to say thank you, is to appreciate the ego for what it is and say, listen, every time the ego comes up with something, with, with lack or control or anything like that, you can say, hey, thank you. I, I know that you're just trying to help, and I really, really appreciate that. Okay, So we're going to go ahead and, and accept the ego. Now, the next thing you want to do to control any of this stuff or to understand, and what I'm saying is that the ego itself is is part of that law of attraction is because of separation, because the ego deals with lack. It deals with separation and control. And separation says, I don't have that, right? You say, I am not a billionaire yet. I have to go get it. And that's a lie because it's not true because you are the center of the universe. You're the creator of the universe. You're the creator of everything. Look around you. Everything you see is yours. You did that. That's pretty cool. Everyone you see is you. You are connected to them. So be kind to them. So law of attraction being this kind of belief that you still are separate, but if you focus on it, it will come to you. This kind of where people get stuck. You know what I mean? Because it's kind of like, um, it's kind of living in, it's got one foot in each world. So what we want to do is we just want to be thankful. So the best way to do it is be thankful for the fact that you already have everything you need. Be thankful for the fact that you already are healthy. Be thankful for the fact that you already have all the perfect, beautiful relationships you've ever wanted and then some. Feel it. So taste it, touch it, smell it, know it. If you can close your eyes and visualize all of those things and feel them with all of your senses, guess what? The brain and body does not know the difference. So you're creating that situation and you're bringing it into your world. That's the attraction part. That's the law of attraction part. But you have to see it. You have to feel it. You have to smell it, touch it, taste it. Know it's real. Know it's real. And it will show up. It will manifest. It doesn't have a choice because you're the creator. Okay? So you want to be able to get that through your mindset. So when you're meditating, like I said, we we're going to go through a little meditation. I don't know if I have time for that on this one. But the idea is just this. When you're meditating, I want you to focus on what you want. Go deep in your meditation, your breathing cycle. Listen to the breathing. Listen to the breathing. Listen to the breathing. Relax and let go. Sung gong. Loose, loose, right? Effort of being loose. Just relax. Feel grateful. Feel gratitude and love in your heart. Connect that to your third eye so that you have a coherent vibrational frequency between heart and mind. And then you say thank you for whatever it is you want. If it's healing, um, thank you so much for my healing. And then realize that you're thanking yourself because you've been in your own way the whole time. So we tend to get in our own way and the ego is the one that does that. So when the ego puts the train on the tracks, you got to remember, wait, 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 wait. Catch it. Be aware Okay, that's why, again, like I said, we use the internal martial arts. It gives you a physical feedback as to where your mindset is. And the way we do that is by listening skill. It's called ting, where you're listening to the energy as it's coming in. And it, the word ting probably is not the best one to describe what you're doing when you're doing the push hands, because what we're really doing is being aware. Being aware. So just be aware. So use ting. Use awareness. 
every day in every situation. And if you get somebody call you up and start screaming at you and hollering at you, and your first instinct is to defend yourself and scream and holler back, stop. Say, wait, wait, that's ego. That's ego is going to get offended. What's going on here? And listen to who's talking. Are you talking to the person or are you talking to their ego? Okay. And the more you can relax and the more you can let go and the more you can not fight what's going on in your life, the more you will be able to pull towards you what you want. And kind of a, a I don't know, kind of a final note, I guess you could say to, to round it all up is, is to kind of think about like this. Since every single person, every single living thing is part of the source energy and we're all still part of the same source and we're all basically the center of our own universe. That means that every point in the universe is the same universe or the same point, right? Because I'm the center of the universe. You're the center of the universe. Everyone you know is the center of their universe. How can it be that everybody's the center of the universe? Because we're all one, right? So we're all the center of the universe. So think of it this way, that the movement through third dimensional time and space is an illusion. There's no distance. And in fact, you're pulling things towards your stationary self. We're not moving. We're all sitting still meditating. And everything that's projected around us looks like it's moving. But it's almost like playing a video game where you're driving a car and you see that the road is going by and you see the trees whipping by and the buildings going by. You're not actually moving, are you? Because you're sitting still. Well, that's exactly what's going on. The holographic universe around you is whipping by. When you're driving down the street, you're not going anywhere. The universe is moving. The street is what's moving. And it's going by your intention and your direction. So it's kind of a different way to visualize it, to think about it. But it really, really helps you connect with join and understanding that you are that whole simulation. You are the whole matrix. You are the entire projection. Yes, there are others out there who are evil, bad people doing bad things. Well, no evil doesn't exist. It's just an experience. And we, as the omnipotent creator, want to experience every single thing that we can. Good, bad, indifferent. All of it. It's all the same. Okay. Obviously, for those of us on the path of service to others, it's disturbing and painful to see when you see people murdering other people, things like that. You see people who are homeless or sick or have suffering from horrible diseases. Um, and certainly your heart, you know, wants to go out to them and give them love. And there's nothing wrong with that. Please do that. Okay. But understand that they're also experiencing that for you because they're you so you're experiencing that so be thankful be thankful hold that in your heart okay so be thankful connect to the third eye let that heart mind coherence be the energy that you send out to the world and focus on what you want focus on what you love feel it you've got to feel it and by all means please 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 be aware of what you're thinking. Now, I can't say, you know, you have to be aware of every single thought because, you know, what do you have? 80,000 thoughts a day or whatever it is. You can't hold them all. But if you just maintain your awareness, 
you'll notice where they're going and what they're talking about. And you can just kind of steer them back to, no, 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 don't do that, guys. Come here. Come back here. Come back here. And hold on to just gratitude. Because the universe doesn't speak language. It only speaks feelings. So if you just maintain that feeling, no matter what the mind is going, no matter what the ego is chatting about or talking about, or, oh, did you see Betty? Did you see what she was wearing? So did, how could she do that? that? I don't care. I don't care. I just want to be grateful for Betty for trying to wear that outfit because it gave me something to smile about. Okay. So anyway, um, that's kind of the overview of the thoughts for today. Once again, big, big, big shout out to everybody who's reached out to me and said hi and, and uh, appreciates what I do. I appreciate you guys. Much, much love. Remember, we're connected, so we're doing this here for each other. If there's anything else that I can do, please feel free to reach out to me. Um, Internal Energy Academy. Right. You can find me through that. I'm on Instagram. Uh, I am on Facebook and um, Patreon under J Duncan Arts, D-U-N-C-A-N. Um, and if you guys need anything, just just let me know. Um, love to all. So we out later. In 1763, the British wanted to make St. Augustine their town and remodeled many of the structures left by the Spanish. What happened to the original wall? Years, Spaniards once again occupied St. Augustine and sought to return its culture and the Catholic religion to the colony. But the multicultural character of the community continued as a consequence of the previous... <laughs>